Hey, it's Lisa Jane here for Yummy Mummy Podcast. And this is the first to me. I'm actually doing an introduction after I've done the recording of my guests. I'm really excited. My hands are still shaking. This is how fantastic, inspirational these people are. I'm going to have Mitch and Amelia from MJB Seminars coming on after this little introduction. And it's really difficult to be doing an introduction after you've actually done a recording. If you're a podcaster, you definitely know where I'm coming from. So why I try and contain myself, because I'm so excited to present these people to you. Welcome to Yummy Mummy Podcast with Lisa Jane where I show you how to be a parent, partner, and lover in modern society while staying true to yourself. I met Mitch and Amelia over a decade ago. I was 25, actually, my goodness. I'm 39 now, so we're going, what, 12, 13 years And I met them, my mum took me to a graduation night where people were standing up after finishing a program called Relationships and You. And just before it was ending, I wanted to know how to sign up. And so when Mitch and Emily were explaining when the next one was going to um, be on, I ran straight down the back because I wanted to be one of the first to do this workshop. And my mum is, you know, really the person that helped me along that way. So I want to take this opportunity to say thank you, mum, for introducing me to these inspirational people. And here I am today, so many years later, bringing them onto a show, a podcast show, my show, Yummy Mummy Podcast, where I help you to make sense of what it means to be a parent, partner and lover in modern society while staying true to yourself. So I want to help inspire you to bring out the best in you. And so today's theme is the expression, what you think about, you bring about. And the reason I brought this up is because I'm actually now writing for a book. You'd be very excited to know that I'm one of 12 authors that is going to be publishing a book called A Message to Your Younger Self, What Would You Say? So in this book, I'll be telling you a story, a story about me. It's about 2,000 to 4,000 words and it takes you to a time when I was 17 where I spent so much time thinking about who not to be and then now at 39, I have become that person. So that's why I thought it'd be really cool to have Mitch and Amelia on so we can actually speak about this expression and help those to understand what it really means. So I am really looking forward to this. I would love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're watching. Just press the little bell button icon that you can see. If you're listening on iTunes, again, there's another little button that you can press and also Podbean for those that have Android phones. There is a email sign up that you can come uh, follow if you would like to have weekly emails sent to you as a link that's really important because then all you do is just sit back and every week you'll get a podcast or a visual through youtube that you can watch or listen to that will help inspire you to bring out the best in you okay hello we're just going to get straight into it 
Amelia, Mitch, thank you for coming. I'm really honoured to have you here. Thank you for taking your time out as well to be on my podcast. Sure. It's our pleasure. Lisa, we, uh, we, we deeply appreciate any opportunity that people give us to be able to reach people. So thank you. That's right. You guys are absolutely amazing. What you do, your work is awesome. You help people to achieve their dreams and with the mindset shift as well so they can actually see themselves as being awesome people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I brought you on today because I met both of you, oh, a decade ago and there was an expression that you said in one of your programs mastermind money what you think about you bring about so today's theme is about that and I'd like for you to describe to our viewers and our listeners what this means okay so in order to do this we have to get a tiny tiny bit technical but I just need to understand that um, human beings are a broadcasting system so you have a brain and a central nervous system and your brain and central nervous system is broadcasting and receiving information all of the time. So when you walk out the front door um, and it's raining, your, your brain and central nervous system tells you it's raining and then says, look, you need to put a jacket on. Your brain says you need to put a jacket on. And so your brain receives information and then creates what is called the perception of what is going on in your reality. So you're a broadcasting system and you're, so you receive and emit information all of the time. And as the brain and central nervous system receives and emits information and it broadcasts into the world, it creates its reality. So um, the way you got to look at it is that what we think about and feel about, we bring about. So um, we now know that um, some of the most important research that is happening in the field of the brain, for example, is uh, the study of uh, what are called their glial cells. And the, the word glial is Latin for glue. And, and basically they used to think that the glial cells were simply the cells that connected and transmitted information between each cell. Now a cell is the smallest portion of consciousness inside of a human being, meaning a cell has intelligence. Your eye cell knows it's an eye cell that doesn't think it's a skin cell. Your skin cell knows it's a skin cell that doesn't think it's a kidney cell. So cells are intelligent and they uh, are broadcasting and receiving information all of the time. And the, 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 but glial cells, we now know that the glial cells are the cells that broadcast outside of what you call your sphere of influence, which in some cases for most of the masses think that it's their skin. So we now know that the, 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 the glial cells are broadcasting into the atmosphere. And what we're broadcasting into the atmosphere is tangling with particles in the atmosphere to bring about what we feel. So if you're feeling sad and you're broadcasting that into the atmosphere, well, that is tangling with particles and atoms to bring about moments and events in your life that are going to make you feel sad. So if, and sadness is, is actually an addiction because sadness is, is a, you know, is, it, it, there's a chemical compound that's released from the hypothalamus in the brain. And when people are sad, they become addicted to sadness because it allows them to feel something. It gives them an identity. It gives them a purpose and a meaning. So if they're addicted to it, they'll keep broadcasting it and keep creating situations and circumstances in their lives to make them feel sad. So it's exactly the same with feeling inspired. If, if you want to be inspired and you're broadcasting inspiration and you understand that the universe is listening to you, if you broadcast uh, um, into the atmosphere inspiration, you will bring about events that make you feel inspired. 
So I, what I, I always try to ram home to people is that you have to understand that life is listening to you. And you're a broadcasting system. And if it's listening to you and you're a broadcasting system, you've got to be careful about what you're broadcasting. And you've got to take control about what you're broadcasting. And you will see that when you pick up the reins of that in your life, when you have that much intention and you pick up the reins of that in your life, and you start to go, okay, I'm going to take control of what I'm broadcasting here. And instead of those moments when somebody pulls in in front of you and you're rolling down your window and you're waving your fist out the window, seeing those moments as triggers to actually remind you to broadcast inspiration and say, okay, well, what am I grateful for today? When this person pulling in front of me, you know, my normal and knee-jerk reaction is to get mad. But what have I changed that now? What have I actually used that as a moment to stop and tap in and say, okay, what am I grateful for? Am I grateful for my daughter? Am I grateful for my kids? Am I grateful for the things that I have around me? stop and see these trigger points as opportunities to actually broadcast something greater and you know when you broadcast greater things greater things happen to you and that's not you know it, it, that's not hocus pocus smoke and mirrors that is an actual science that's a fact we are what we're feeling about we are bringing about so i think that it's important to understand the concept of thinking about and bringing about Oftentimes people say, will say to us, well, I think I, I, you know, I know I deserve, you know, I know I'm worthy or I know these things. But what they're thinking is what, when we talk about thinking, we're not talking about your surface thoughts. We're not talking about the things that you tell yourself um, to make yourself feel better, if that makes sense. What we're consciously thinking actually has very, very little relevance to what we're actually talking about here. Because when we say what we think about, we bring about, it's what we're, our, our innermost dominating thought is what we're talking about. So our conscious thought might be, I'm deserving and I'm worthy and I'm enough, etc. But if that's just covering up the subconscious thoughts that I'm not enough, that's the thought that's being broadcast. So when we're talking about the thought, we're talking about the subconscious thought, not the thought that is the surface of what we, what we suggest to the world, right? Yeah, you're, 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 it's important for your listeners to understand that one of the ways in which <laughs> we create conflict in our lives is that consciously we want to become wealthy, for example. So I'll walk into a room and I'll say, okay, how many of you guys want to be wealthy? And like the whole room will put their hand up. Okay. And then you'll say, okay, how many of you guys um, are wealthy? And then like, you know, you'll get down to about 20% of the room. Then you go up to them and say, okay, so if I have a look in your bank account, um, you know, how much money would you have in your bank account? They're like, oh, I got like a thousand dollars. And you're like, so you're not really wealthy. No, but I want to be wealthy. I consciously want to be wealthy. But your conscious mind has absolutely nothing to do with what you create in your reality. Your subconscious mind and what's going on at a subconscious level is what is in the driver's seat and is driving the bus. So it's not about changing your thoughts, like changing the words that you say to yourself. They're just words. Um, they're, not, they're not your deep thoughts. We're, when we say what we think about, we bring about, we are meaning that deep-seated yeah. thought that yeah. you have that actually runs everything that you have in your life. That deep-seated thought, whatever that thought is, that's what you're bringing about in your life. And that's what you're broadcasting because yeah. we're not we're, we're broadcasting systems here. People pick up on these things energetically. We don't need to say I'm happy. People get I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? We don't need to express in words. Our words are such a small, small, small portion 
of what we're actually thinking. So it's very important just to note that when we talk about think about, we're not talking about the surface, surface thoughts. Thought. We're not talking about the conscious thoughts. We're talking about deep-seated subconscious. What you think about, you bring about. So if your if your subconscious deep-seated thought is I am not worthy, you will bring about situations in your life to reflect and give value and give credence to the thought that you're not worthy. And it's funny because most of the masses have that thought, Lisa. And when I talk about the fact that we're communicating, our cells are communicating, you know, if you go to the Serengeti and you see a lion and you see a gazelle, you know, the lion is not calling the gazelle over verbally going, you know, come on over here, I'm going to eat you. The gazelle is not going, hey, mate, can you just stay over there because I don't want to get eaten. There's a communication going on at a very deep cellular level that keeps the two of them away from each other. It's exactly the same with, with the human race. There's a, there's a deep-seated there's a deep-seated conscious communication that keeps wealth and abundance and freedom and congruency away from you and if you don't deal with the deep-seated innermost dominating thought you'll never create the outermost dominating reality that you want yes so in saying this like when it comes to manifestation that's something that is quite surface level when it comes to changing those thoughts or um well i i think that i think that i think that you know there's a certain series of things started to happen in the early 2000s right where we, you know, in 1994, 92, 93, 94, the internet kicked off, the information age began, which is an actual age, like the Iron Age, the Stone Age, the Ice Age, there, this is an age, information age is a light age. And so th this age kicked off, and then around about the 2000s, you had, you know, access to great information, like you had the movie, What the Bleep Do You Know? You had, in, in the 2000s, we had The Secret come about. And, you know, these were great opportunities to release information around universal laws and principles. And one of those very clicky, niche laws that came out was this law of attraction thing. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, oh my God, you know, if I sit and meditate, a bag of money's going to fall out of the sky. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. And the law of attraction, as much as, as you know, and, and the law of abundance and creating stuff in our lives, and we attract things into our lives. You know, if I sit in the mountain and I'm like, um, you know, I'm going to get everything that I need. That is, that is very much delusional. That is a delusion. And I'll give you the definition of delusion. A delusion is an affirmation without any commitment to it. So we have to understand that um, to attract things in our life, you have to actually participate. 80% of success is simply turning up. You know, 80% of success, and Woody Allen said that, 80% of success is simply turning up in your life. But to turn up in your life means you have to turn up. So people go, I want to be a millionaire. And then, so I'll, again, I walk into an audience. Many of you guys want to be a millionaire. The whole audience will put their hands up. Then I go up and I say, you know, we'll narrow down. Many of you guys are millionaires. And then, it, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll you know, are, are wealthy inside. It'll narrow down to about like 10% of the audience. And then you go up to them and you say, okay, so you're committed to being a millionaire. Do you have a million dollars in the bank? No, 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 I don't. But, you know, I got a million. I, got, I know it's close to me. I know it's around me. And I'll say, okay, well, tell me, what books have you read on building wealth? Well, I haven't read any. Okay, well, what, what, you know, who have you studied under? Well, I haven't studied any. Have you studied economics? No. Tell me what the plans and structures you have in place to be actually bring that into your life. And then, well, well I, I, you know, I don't, it's all in my head. It's, you know, I've got this plan in my head. And that doesn't work. So the problem is that the masses, now when I talk about the masses, I'm talking about 99% of the population of the planet have this delusional view and this thing that they want to achieve in their lives. Okay, and they go, okay, I want to be free. I want to educate my kids properly. I want to get them into the right schools. I want to feel safe at home. I want to be able to have things in my life. I want to feel free and congruent. 
So they have this vision for their lives. But the gap between where they are and that vision has no structure to get there. Does that make sense? So if you are not chunking down what it is and how it is you want to get there, if you're not building a system to get you there, then you have nothing. But if you have a system to get you there, you know every morning that you're waking up and you're following a system that actually gets you to where you want to get to. So conflict inside of people. So a lot of the masses, 99% of the masses are very conflicted. And they're conflicted because they have this dream and aspiration that they want to get to, but they have no method to get there. So just going back to your question about manifesting, in terms of what you think about, you bring about, that's actually only the very first step yeah. of the manifestation formula. There's, a, there's quite a few steps that you need to go through. The first one is thinking about, and the final one, so there's a couple of others I'll give you now, which is what you think about, oh, sorry, you've already given me that one, what you feel about, you bring about, what you act about, you bring about. So there's, like Mitch said, there's action steps that have to be taken. What you receive about, you bring about. The final one, and realistically the most important, it starts with the thought, but the most important is what you thank about, you bring about. So what you're grateful for and what you thank about, that's what you bring about. So it starts with the thought, but then when you start, when you're actually truly, truly, truly grateful for whatever it is that you would love to manifest in your life, as if it's already here, that's when it's only a matter of time before it shows up. So you've got to be grateful for it as if it's already here. And then it's only a matter of time before it shows up. But physical, your physical senses are the last thing to experience anything that you manifest. That means that you've already felt it. You've already lived it. You've already acted it. You've already received about it. You're already so grateful for it that it's already in your existence, except it's not in your existence physically. And the last thing, and the last thing that tells you that you've actually manifested it is when you see it coming to you. So here's the back to front thing, right? A lot of people have this concept of when I see it, then I'll believe it. When it comes to me physically, when the money falls out of the sky, then I'll feel wealthy. When the partner shows up, then I'll feel loved. When, um, you know, when I get the pay rise at work, then I'll be worthwhile. So they're waiting for their physical reality to reflect back to them their own worth. It actually works the other way around. When you know it and feel it in your heart that you are worthy, then you will receive the money. The last thing that shows up is the money. So you, you kind of got to see it like this. You've got to turn up before you arrive and you've got to wait there until you turn up. So you've got to turn up. So, because gratitude is the emotional signature that an event has occurred. The great Joe Dispenza said this. Gratitude is the emotional signature that an event has occurred. And the emotional signature that an event has occurred is gratitude. So when we're grateful as if it's already happened, like Amelia says, it's only a matter of time before it happens. But that doesn't mean that you don't follow a series of methodical steps to get there. Does that make sense? You've got to follow. So now I'm thinking like with this expression, what we think about, we bring about. So yeah. what we thank for, I get a lot of questions around this um, expression, what we think about, we bring about. The, the main one that I get from all my viewers, followers, listeners are, um, you know, out of all these thoughts that I have in my head, how do I know which ones are going to come about? And you did explain at the start, it's deep, it's deep right down of how we feel about ourselves. So that's the first step is to 
work out what that is. How do we work that out, guys? How do we know and what it is? The first thing is, is I, I want to say there is that um, transformation is an inside job. Transformation is an inside job. You want to you want to transform your outer world. You, you have to transform from the inside. Starts from the inside. So you have to. If so, here's what we mean by this: If your innermost dominating thought is the orchestrator of your outermost dominating reality. If your innermost dominating thought is, I'm not smart enough, I'm not sexy enough, I'm not intelligent enough, I was abandoned, I was rejected, I was neglected. If you have to be able to look back on what occurred back there and ask yourself, okay, what is the conflict that I have about what occurred back there? So, you know, one of, if, if you look at, like if you get, ever get a chance to read the great books of, of wealth, um, one of the common things about wealthy people, when they're asked, okay, why do you think other people don't get wealthy? The biggest response that you'll get every time is that they feel guilty. So people feel guilty and, and they feel guilty that they're in becoming wealthy, that they're going to surpass people. They're going to leave other people behind that, you know, that other people are going to reject them or, or abandon them. And so guilt is a big, a big, a big cause of, of why people don't succeed in life. Now, when you have, um, it, but guilt is not actually the problem. Guilt is the surface problem. It's what's going on at a deeper level that is the problem. It's what's affecting their self-worth that is the problem. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm always saying in Mastermind of Money, self-worth is net worth and net worth is self-worth. Show me a person's bank account. I'll tell you exactly how much self-worth they have, which is a very interesting concept. So because if you want to build your self-worth and you want to be, because when you ask people about, you know, what, what do you want in life? Nobody turns around and goes, I want money. Nobody does everybody turns around and goes, I want freedom. I want to be able to educate my kids properly. And when you really drill down, they want better lifestyle. They want to feel safe. They want to feel secure. They want to travel the world. They want to educate. And um, to get those things, um, and, and when you drill down on that stuff, you, will, you realize that the reason people don't have that, the reason they're there and they're in the audience is because they have an innate knowing that there's something going on at a deeper level that is stopping them from achieving what they want to achieve. So there's an inner conversation at a deeper level. So you have to be able to find that inner conversation at that deeper level. What is going on back down there? And one of the things we do with people and, um, is, is we give them the opportunity to speak with our coaches to work out what is the innermost dominating thought that is causing the reality that you've got. Because if you can shift the innermost dominating thought, as long as you shift the innermost dominating thought, you can create anything that you want. So as we said, so I'll just get back to it. Your innermost dominating thought is creating your outermost dominating reality. If you want a new reality, you have to do something about the innermost dominating thought that's created the one you're in. And so the way that you understand, sorry, Lisa, just to add to that, right? The way that you understand what your innermost dominant thought is or the way that you understand what thought is running you is that you watch your cycles mm. because your cycles will tell you, your patterns will tell you what I'm creating. Am I always creating this scenario where I'm getting to X amount of wealth and then I'm diminishing it? Well, that's a self-worth issue because I can't get any more worth than this. Am I creating a scenario where I feel like I'm in the same relationship over and over again, having the same issues, same problems, and I'm finding that I don't know how to break through that barrier. Those, the, your cycles and your patterns and how you, how you present in the world tells you what you're feeling deep down inside. You answered what I was going to ask, but I'd like to now 
go back to when you were saying if you go back to where it begins is this are we talking about begins within our childhood um what we see from our parents um like say if we're talking about wealth our thoughts that we have now as adults that stemmed from when we were a child how do we work with that how do we get there well it's all the same so yeah everything that we we're developing our personalities now we can speak for hours on this but i'm going to narrow it down we develop our personalities uh, between the ages of zero and eight so in those years when we're watching the people around us and we're picking up cues and we're picking up information around us all of the time and everybody's got stories that they remember whether that's from when they're really young or when they're older of things that um, that, that just stand out to them. For me, there was, you know, there's this perception in my life that I felt like I could, it was never, doesn't, didn't matter what I'd done. I was, it was never good enough. It was like, there was always like, I could get 98% in a test and it was never enough. It, and there was, and, and I was, it was, it was not ever going to be enough for me. So even though that concept, right, as much as in and of itself doesn't feel like it affects it might not affect 12. If I've got a concept from my childhood that feels makes me feel like I'm not enough, that concept gets carried with me in every other situation and circumstance in my life. So when it comes to wealth, I bring that concept with me and I'm like, well, I'm not enough. Or when it comes to relationships, I bring that concept with me, I'm not enough. It doesn't matter what I do, it's not going to be enough. When it comes to business, I bring that concept with me, I'm not enough. So these things that we have that are formed within our early, early years, this is not, it's very important to understand, this is not saying that what happened back there was good or bad, right or wrong, pleasure, pain. It doesn't, like, we're not judging what happened. We're saying whatever happened, you created a perception inside of yourself. And as a result of that, you're taking that with you. You're carrying that perception around your life with you. And in doing so, it's infiltrating everything that you, everything that you, uh, touch everything you encounter, your relationships, your finances, your career, your family, um, your uh, spirituality, your physical body, everything. So does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. And thank you so much for sharing a part of you when you were younger um, and how mm. you brought that with you to now because we're all going to resonate, the listeners and viewers. I feel they need to know that we are all human, even the greatest teachers like yourself you've gone through and that's why you are able to help others transform their lives. Well, absolutely. Cause if it, if it wasn't for that, it wouldn't have brought me to the point where I could actually have a look and see that actually everything that happened back there was rather than designed to make me feel like I was not enough. It was designed to show me where I was enough. Mm. I was just looking at it in the right way. So this is where shifting that, um, that innermost dominating thought is so vital because what happens is is that people try and avoid their stories they try and um go you know oh my mum was like this i'm going to not be like that i'm going to be the opposite so we try our we spend our whole lives running away from our stories or trying to run towards something else because we feel like there was a a problem back there in some respect but what we're saying is actually going back to your story and looking at the beauty of what happened back there 
That's where your gold lies. Going through that and actually looking and finding the other side of what we perceive. Love is found in the places your adam and it didn't exist. And now I've, we've worked with so many people over the years. We've worked with people whose stories would turn your hair white. And every one of them has been able to find the love in the places that they were adamant it never existed. Because rather than avoiding their story, they looked at their story. They used that as their gateway to growth. You know, the, the funny thing is people who want more in life, everything you have in your life today, is dependent on the amount of gratitude you have in your life today. So as I said earlier, the emotional signature that an event has occurred is gratitude. So when you get the boyfriend, you feel grateful. When you get the money, the wedge packet, you feel grateful. So therefore, the emotional signature that an event has occurred is gratitude. So if you want to have more in your life, you have to be more grateful than the amount of gratitude you've already had. Does that make sense? Now, therefore, the expression of gratitude, or sorry, gratitude is an expression of love, right? Thank you, I love you. And love is an expression of gratitude, right? So if you, if, if, if we look at a person's life and we say, okay, you want to have more in your life, would you agree? Yes. Well, the amount of gratitude you've had in your life has created the life you've already got. Do you understand that? Yes, I do. So therefore, in order for us to be able to get you more in life, you have to be more grateful than anything you've ever experienced in your life so far. And they go, right. So for, for us to be able to get you more grateful, we have to go within and look for where it is and you perceive there's no gratitude. So we find the, what is the event? What is that innermost dominating thought? For me, when I was growing up as a kid, it was that, you know, I, I, I kept going backwards and forwards to my father going, hey, dad, I've done this. What do you think? And he'd look at me and say, well done, son, but have you looked there for this and checked there for this and watched there for this? So I, you know, my first experience of that got caught in an emotional state. And then from that point on in my life, I was always going backwards and forwards to my father looking for something. For and the thing I was looking for was I was looking for approval. And then it was much later in my later years that I felt as if I was never going to get the approval that I wanted. So I started to give up and I just got, well, this is my life, you know, until somebody sat my ass down one day and said, no, you need to get your father. You need to get what happened back there. You need to get that. That wasn't what was, you're an, you're, you're an eight year old or a five-year-old in an adult's body trying to work shit out. And it just doesn't work that way. You have to look, go within. And when you go within and you look deep inside of yourself and you, you go back to those moments and realize what was actually going on, this is when you become more grateful than anything you could have ever comprehended. And then you bust through those glass ceilings and now you're experiencing a greater level of gratitude where you're able to broadcast that greater level of gratitude into the atmosphere with an intensity and a frequency as frequently as possible. So the more we we, we broadcast into the atmosphere and uh, uh, the, the um, intensity of gratitude with intensity and frequently, the quicker we bring these things about in our lives. So, but you have to get the person to break through the existing levels of gratitude they've already had. The person must have a breakthrough. They must have a breakthrough. Otherwise, all you're doing is basically polishing the brass on the Titanic or moving the furniture on the Titanic. People think, oh, yeah, no, my life is great and things are happening and things are moving, but all they're doing is polishing the furniture on the Titanic. It's, the thing is still sinking. Does that make sense? So you have to be able to actually get the person to break through their glass ceilings, and the only way to do that is you must go within. And this is a science now. You know, It's, it's the science of, of what is called a quantum shift, where you're actually able to get a person to fold two emotional particles in on top of themselves, 
awaken the immortal nature of their soul, get them to smash through a glass ceiling, and then they become unstoppable. And that's what we do. You know, our objective is to, to show people that you can do, be, and have whatever you want, and there's an actual science to it. You know, we're beyond, you know, we're beyond, you know, airy fairy one-liners now in life. We're, you know, that was all the 80s and early 90s, and now we're actually into the science of creating a reality where we know that, you know, to create a reality, you have to bust through the glass ceilings of what you've already created. We've got to fold those emotional particles in on top of themselves, experience a moment of enlightenment, create congruency between where the person is and where they want to be, get them to broadcast into the atmosphere of frequency as frequently as possible of gratitude and love, and they can create anything that they want. Beautiful. Like you've said, everything that <laughs> makes so much sense, it does. So people that are listening and watching, just go to replay and keep listening and watching this over and again so you really understand it and, and work from the beginning, which is backwards, like Amelia was saying. Work down and from in to out. Um, this has been a brilliant uh, discussion that we've had today and I would love to finish up with just a couple of questions. You both have brought up stories of when you were younger, how um, you had your own um, challenges when you were younger and you've transformed yourself. So you're here today, transformed. I'd love to ask you, if you could speak to your younger self, what would you say? If you had an opportunity now, what message would you want your younger self to hear? Um, I think that, I, I, the thing is, you know, when I got it myself, Lisa, right? When I got it, when I really got it, when, the, when you know, I sat down with my master and she wouldn't let me up off the chair because she saw it was do or die for me. She wouldn't let me up off the chair until I saw it. And, you know, she, you know, she just helped me go deep inside of myself and get the blessing. And when I got the blessing and, and, and my heart opened and I realized, and I just, I laughed like a child and I, cried like a child and the, the laughter was just tears of absolute gratitude and, and, and sorry the, the, the tears were just tears of absolute gratitude and the laugh the laughter was because it was just so simple you know it was just like oh my god and then i was so humble because i realized christ i could have gone to my deathbed and i never would have known what i just knew you know i could have gone to my deathbed running this story about my father you know and and it was just it was just a story lisa like it was just a story and i just hung on to the story and used that for the excuses as to why i was never going to have what i wanted or why i was never going to be able to be loved the way i wanted to be loved or why i was never going to have the relationships that i wanted to have or why i was never going to have the success and it was just a story you know and so i just and in that moment when i got it lisa i just couldn't talk like i i just couldn't talk and I think that, and what I realized in that moment is that words are, they're just lies. They're just minimizations or maximizations. And there is nothing to say. You know, I've really got that there's nothing to say. When we're in that state of divinity and humility and, and that state of humbleness, where we're just in that state of flow, that selflessness, that timelessness, that effortlessness, that, that, that um, um, uh, restlessness, I mean, it, it, we're just in a state of just absolute love and care and just, there's nothing to say. So I don't think I would say anything because I think, I, I think that if I did say anything, it, it would never be enough. You know, you can, it, it, it's just not enough. It's just to give weight to that experience. Of just, that of that, it, yeah. There's just love. If I was sitting in front of my little self, it's just love. You know, I would just be like, it's just love. 
And I think for me, having that experience myself, if if I could speak to my younger self and say anything, and I, by, the, by the question, it sounds like it's advice you would give or something like that. I couldn't, I couldn't go back and change anything about what happened to her because if I did, then I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have done everything I've done today. I wouldn't be everything I am today. And without that, it, I am I'm not me so to go back and give advice to change or to fix or to whatever so again my answer would just be if I saw that little girl I'd just pick her up in my arms and just love her yeah and, and, and I think I think you know I think for the listeners that are out there today you know I think there's a, an, an important message in this and it is that no matter what has happened to you no matter what has gone on none of it happened in order for you to try to fit back in into society you know Everything that happens to us is designed for us to evolve the immortal nature of our heart. Everything that occurs in your life is to make you stand out. And you are outstanding. And you're worthy of love. You can do, be, and have whatever you want. And there's a science to this now. You can literally create the reality that you want. Not pocus, pocus, secret, you know, law of attraction nonsense. Nope. It's an actual system that actually works. And you can do, be, and have whatever you want. And you're worthy of love. You know, you're worthy of seeing that you're loved and you're extraordinary. You're worthy of that stuff. So how are people going to get in touch with you to start transforming their lives and taking everything they've heard today in? How, what kind of yeah. programs are you running at the moment? Or where can we find you? Well, look, our, our, well, you can find us at um, mjbseminars.com.au. Um, we, our... our um, our main seminar, we, we run seminars and we run seminars online and in person. But the most transformative thing that you will ever do in your life is our relationships and new seminar because that actually shifts your innermost dominant thought. It actually, it's for people, honestly, it's for people who want, who are sick of the cycles, who just get that they want to have another experience, who get that there must be another way, that this cannot be the what their life was intended for and yeah. it's fun, it's funny like it's for the people that you know if you're on this you know and you're listening to this podcast you know it heard you you know it's funny it, life heard you you know when you were lying next to your partner still feeling lonely or when you were driving to work thinking is this it when you were standing under the chair with tears rolling down your face it heard you buddy and, and that's probably why you're listening here so we we will we'll put on we'll, there's, we there's, can get you a link so yeah. that you can you can give to your listeners and your viewers yeah um we also have other seminars and other activities so we can send that across to you um and uh that include really shifting your money mindset but yeah. people who are super super serious about it the place everybody starts is with relationships, relationships and you. so what we'll do is we'll send over a couple of links one of the links lisa is um it's a link to what's called Bridge the Gap, where you go through and listen to a, a, me talking about all of this stuff for about 45 minutes. And then at the end, you get a free consultation with one of our coaches just to see if you're a fit for us and that if we're going to work further forward with, with you. And if not, we'll point you in, the other, in another direction. It's no problem whatsoever. Again, we'll also send over a link to uh, what's called Transform Your Wealth. It's for those of your, your people that are in different parts of the world, which is really, really, really this awesome, you know, um, 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 basically uh, online. tutorial online tutorial where they get to spend plenty of time with us and really get you know the nuts and bolts of what we do 
and um, then we're, we, we always run mass amount of monies in uh, your, your local cities. So just we'll send a link through for that as well, where the guys can register and come and spend two days with us and hang out with us for two days. Cool. Well, I highly recommend everyone to do it because I have done it. I, I started with um, relationships. I actually came to a graduation. My mum wow. sent me along. At the end of it, I'm like, where do I go to sign up before it even ended? I wanted to be the first one to get that. There used to be blue pieces of paper back then. I don't know what the colour they are now, but I will never forget. I was 25. And um, when I did, yeah, I, I did the relation you. And then from there, followed on and did all your programs. And I'm loving the fact that now you are online because being a single mum, a lot of my um, Yummy Mummy podcast and my viewers and listeners are single parents, major majority are. And we find it very tricky to get out and after this, I'm sure everyone's now going to be thinking a lot differently. They're going to be thanking the situation that they're in. Um, but then jumping online and, and learning more about how to um, bring about what they really, truly, deeply want for themselves. Yeah. Change yeah. the external um, yeah, atmosphere so they can uh, be more grateful and, and love unconditionally. Yes. Cool. So, yes. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, we really appreciate the opportunity, Lisa. Thank you. And thanks to all your tribe and all your listeners for um, tuning in and spending uh, 45 minutes with us. We, we really deeply appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you. See you later. See ya. Bye-bye. What a wonderful episode that was. Thank you, Mitch and Amelia. If you would like to work with them, they run the Relationships and New program out of Perth and Melbourne. The Mastermind Money program is run out of a city near you in Australia. For those in the online world, they've now created an online program and all the links to their programs are in the details below. Thank you again for listening and don't forget to stay in the loop of all things delicious. Sign up to Yummy Mummy podcast. If you're listening or watching, make sure to press the subscription button. And as always, stay delicious. Mwah.